0: This is the Pretty Messy Podcast, sharing our lives' messy moments with your hosts, Monique and Jessica. Hey, best friend. Hi,
1: best friend.
0: How are you? I'm good. Just <laughs> good? I guess it's better than fine.
1: It's better than fine. Is it? Um.
0: On a scale of yeah, right, is this... it like good, fine, best? Better, good,
1: best? I could be more gooder. (laughs) Got it. Same. Same. Someone said that in a meeting today, and I was like, "Mm -mm." (laughs) he immediately corrected himself. But it was funny.
0: So I'm so happy that we are back recording for another episode, kind of a little off our normal timeline. I know. Haven't really caught up, so
1: yay. I think this weekend we both were very, well, you were secluded. Mm -hmm. I wasn't secluded. I was just busy.
0: I was busy being secluded.
1: secluded. Uh, Well, (laughs) yes, that is a thing. Um, But my sister's birthday party uh, was this weekend. So we went out to eat and debuted my new hair that everyone was like, oh, my God. And I was like, oh, my God, thank you. Um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad everybody liked it. I mean, it's cute. I forget that, like, I find out about about all your life happenings before everyone else does so it's like old news by the time it's new news to
1: everyone oh yeah i've (laughs) cut it twice since then or gotten a haircut twice since then okay it's grown out it's time to uh i kind of like it's like feathered
0: well seeing as the last episode which i think got some really good feedback um pretty much just was about me (laughs) i figured it's only right if uh this episode you kind of get the merr
1: Nah, 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 nah. Kick
0: it off. <laughs> <laughs> and uh I think you chose a topic for today's episode.
1: I did choose a topic. So this topic actually came to me because I was having a conversation um with a girl that I ended up meeting off of her. And she was telling me about
0: Can can you tell me what her is or the listeners?
1: Oh yes, her is an app for queer the alphabet mafia people um the alphabet mafia lgbtqia
0: plus wait is this like a lgbtq like
1: inside thing that i don't know oh maybe oh my god um so (laughs) so i learned it on tiktok someone said i'm a member of the the alphabet mafia and i was just like that's funny that's cute and so everybody's been using it um i don't know who the original creator is to credit them but But I got on there just to see kind of like what, what, was, what was the happenings. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not bad. I actually like that they allow you to search up to 300 miles away um, and set a couple filters and whatnot. But they also have a, um, like a post, like a running feed, and you can join like message boards where you can oh. interact with the people on the app, which I find nice. is better than like Tinder or Bumble because you're just going through profiles, but you can, excuse me, actually interact with other people um, around the world who use the app and I mean I think it's really
0: And that sounds great versus like one on one direct messaging which I'm sure is an option as well, right?
1: It is, along with friending people. So like oh, if you don't necessarily decide I want to date this person or they look like I wanna date them, you can friend them or whatever and get to know them. So, so it's like very a interesting.
0: Virtual way to just like meet within the alphabet mafia community
1: yes okay. very robust cool that sounds awesome anyway um so i met her there um and we just started texting back and forth she's super cool um she lives in orlando so we will not be meeting up anytime so <laughs> while we're in the parabola so um the what? we've just been ta- the parabola
0: <laughs> girl it is too early in this episode for us to just be thrown out words <laughs>
1: Please define, or do I need to look this up? No, it's, I was just joking about pandemic. I was just using another P word. Oh,
0: because <laughs> <laughs> my fingers literally were typing in parabola.
1: <laughs> no, I think it's a- uh, Parable, parable is what I was thinking of. I think it's a math term, parabola. Par- now I gotta look it up.
0: Parable, right?
1: Parabola, yeah, a symmetrical open plane curve formed by the intersection of a cone with the plane parallel. T- yeah, it's it's a- geometry okay well parable is also a word but anyways let's get it is I do know that (laughs) anyway I met her and we've just been talking and she was telling me about this guy she was talking to and he basically was like I'm over my ex um I'm ready to move on but this is literally like maybe a couple months between when he broke up with his ex and where he's now talking to her but him and his ex were together for a very long time. And so she's telling me about him and he's saying things. And I was like, you want me to be honest? Because I could I could totally go along with this, like nothing's wrong, but as your new friend, friend who you've never met, <laughs> I can be honest with you. And she's like, no, no, I want you to. And I was just like, mm, he, isn't healed or hasn't healed or like he's still very angry and she was saying that he he was like she asked him like if your ex came back and was like do you want to get back together what would you do and he was like oh i don't know and i was like yeah that's that's sign enough right there to stop talking to him because he's clearly not done healing from that or they still talk or or even if they don't still talk Mm -hmm. they clearly have something going on so um, that brought us to our topic. We both came out of extensive relationships. Our process from getting out of the relationship to getting to where we are now as far as personal development goes, healing, um, what we did to cope and, and, <laughs> and whatnot. Okay, I'm here for it. Let's, let's
0: provide some context. Just in case someone's hopping in on this episode right oh sure so you know what what's your relationship status what was your relationship status for how long
1: Mm -hmm. that kind of okay that is true i keep forgetting like that we're not just talking to each other yeah (laughs) i mean we are but i mean um so obviously divorced um we were married for a total of five years um the last two will be spent separated but we were together since I was 15, and I am 31. Uh, so a very, very long time. Someone told me my golden years. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, excuse you. <laughs> we could not get things to work in the end, so we got divorced, and now I'm here, uh, single. Queer? Here and I'm queer. <laughs> and I'm single.
0: <laughs> and with a lovely, amazing yes, child independent yeah
1: sassy sassy
0: so how long has it been since let's say the big d um
1: it's not been a year yet. almost all right not until july and we're in feb so are you gonna give any background on on yourself
0: yeah so um (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm giggling and pausing because I'm like, how much do I want to say and not say? I think yeah. what's good to probably know is I've only had two serious relationships in my life. And I define that as like, I was in love, they were long term, and I saw them being my in, end game person. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one we're going to talk about, I guess, would be this most recent one, which was a relationship of seven years. So college, what I think we met. When I was 20, 20, 21, 20, mm-hmm. something like that. And then we broke up 2018. A fish. Yeah, we broke up in 2018 and then the back and forth, right? Mm-hmm. Doing what the <laughs> back, back, back and forth. Yes. <laughs> doing that toxic, toxic dance. Um
1: what's your relationship status right now? <sighs> TBD?
0: <laughs> get that bread, get that head, then leave. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I'm doing hot girl shit right now. It's out. (laughs) And by hot girl shit, I mean dedicating all my time to work and river. So yeah, I'm single. Not ready to mingle.
1: So jumping into today's topic, I want to start with how I dealt with it and then we can we can talk about um we'll we'll prattle. (laughs) But first let's take a quick break. So today I'm going to tell you how I healed. I didn't.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Status in progress.
1: (laughs) Definitely. Um, I think the biggest thing in my healing has been you. It is
0: too early to be starting some love notes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, seriously, because you introduced me to a whole lot of like what's the word I'm looking for, a whole lot of um, ways to cope and to get through and to understand like your feelings and what's going on because, you know, not emotional over here, (laughs) going through the most tumultuous time of my life and nothing's happening, no emoting's being had. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think in the beginning, when we first separated, I just was so very angry. I didn't want to be bothered. I didn't want to think about it. I didn't want. You're basically (laughs) finding ways to distract yourself from feeling and processing it
0: all, right? Like you kind of, like you just said, you were trying to not think about it. So it almost sounds like you were using these things as like these were your vices to just not have to like open that box and start digging and sifting through. And yeah.
1: For sure. So that, along with like, I ended up connecting with someone I knew from high school. Um, We were having a little, I don't even know what you would call that. Cue the post, the post re, it's not even a rebound. It's just like that F to feel
0: things. I don't want to curse, but. Yeah. I mean,
1: that's all the cussing we done did.
0: (laughs) I know, but for some reason, the F word is a little too like graphic for me to say. I
1: just. We can say it in other situations, but not in the situations that it most applies to.
0: (laughs) Even in other situations, because, you know, I got like intimacy issues. So I don't personally like saying that word, but the phrase like F to feel
1: I got you. Yeah. Um, So yes, we were doing that and that caused even more trauma and just blah, because then you're dealing with like the disrespect, the no self-respect without you realizing like, man, I don't respect myself at all. Um, So yeah, we were coping with our vices um, and I don't think any of that started to change until
0: looking back now why do you think you were mad i mean duh but i want to hear you (laughs) try to like oh we doing some digging tonight (laughs) yeah i mean this is like a really serious like not serious but i think this is a really good topic because these experience these two experiences between you and i is what kind of shaped us to where we are now and for sure um partly why we are also doing this podcast too, but I want you to be able to like articulate now that you're in the space of like Mm self-awareness, like, can you, can you tell us like why you were mad?
1: Yeah. So number one off the bat mad because I'm a single parent and that's not something I signed up for. Mm -hmm. And she was two at the time. So she was still very young, still very needy. Um, Plus she's an only child. So of course I'm the only one there for her. Mm -hmm. which put a lot on my plate because I was already feeling overwhelmed when he was there. So while yes, I was basically doing it by myself while he was there, Mm -hmm. him not being there, the presence at all was just like, okay, cool. Um, And then I think it was the way in which he did it. He, like, I literally went to my grandparents for the weekend and came back and all his shit was gone
0: oh shoot I completely forgot about that. like so much so time has passed and I know. happened that like the details of all of this situation like I forget you so forget is,
1: yeah wow. you're right yeah so <clears throat> came home all his shit was gone and at the time my sister was living with us and she was like I think he didn't moved out <laughs> and I was like what um go to check the closets all his stuff is gone. I was like, oh, cool. And what pissed me off even more is I called him um, and we had to go grocery shopping. This was a Sunday and we had to go grocery shopping, which is not my normal, they don't know that. But anyway, (laughs) I called him and I was like, "Uh, so when were you gonna tell me that you were moving out? And he was like, well, I'm telling you now, you know now. And I was like, excuse me? And he's like, I gotta go, and hung up the phone. It was the audacity for me. So that replayed in my mind for a very long time. But also, my feelings were hurt because while, yes, I had asked him to leave, I had very much intended for us to continue having conversations about the status of our relationship or what was gonna happen, and he killed it. And then just the general... Like, you left us.
0: Right. Like, you, not just
1: me. You but like packed your shit and peaced out. And to this day, I still have no idea where he is, where he's lived in the last two years that we've not been together. Other than, like, general location. Yeah. <clears throat> like, if something happened tomorrow and I needed to send him a carrier pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> that pigeon will be flying for days,
0: weeks, months years okay that pigeon gonna be retiring in the
1: sky like Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, cool, cool. <laughs> she said retiring in the sky i'm so weak um it's not even funny because like it's, it's sad i mean it's funny now i don't it wasn't that funny then. well it probably was funny to me then because you know we laugh at everything to cope <laughs> um But yeah I I just I was so angry and then I was angry at myself and and I think that in forgiving him and forgiving myself was a big part of it because I was like girl how many times your mama told you to leave this man how many times how many Hmm. times did she say don't put all your eggs in one basket how many times how many times did you hear this from your family members from your I won't say my closest friends because I didn't really get that from y'all. But definitely like my closest family members were like, You you've been dating him since you were very young. Like, you don't wanna you wanna try something else? Mm-hmm. You wanna taste nothing else? hmm and so I was angry because like, geez, girl, you wasted so much time, like all your good years. Like So I do wanna say, and
0: again, this is us being able to say this in today's right currently. Yeah it wasn't a waste um, mm-hmm. but it's like you know framing everything in that like negative perspective of it wasted my time I should have listened to everyone I was mad at myself you know all of that is because back then it all boils down to like unmet expectations that we projected onto the situation that we were in versus
1: right and ourselves
0: and ourselves and then taking acknowledgement of like how we could have probably Took action early on but again that's maybe this is like the Capricorn and us. like once you invest yourself in
1: something it's like I was just gonna say I it's gonna be the Capricorn because once you're invested you'd be like I always I want to return on
0: that investment
1: yes exactly so
0: yeah actually you that line the other day on somebody <laughs> in a work setting or not
1: no in a non-work setting I was flirting with this guy to text message and I was like I think I'm worth the ROI <laughs> I was expecting him to get it, but he didn't. I was like, return on investment. He was like, oh, that's cute. I like that. Oh my God. Sir, ain't nobody ever told you well, this. Well, what's
0: his job, though? Because maybe he doesn't know.
1: Do it matter? He 40. Yeah, I,
0: I feel like if you're not like in a corporate structure. He works time, in a
1: corporate setting.
0: Well, maybe he don't deal with the books and the finance. And the...
1: Neither do I. I'm, well. Girl, mm. yes, you do.
0: Okay, anyway. Anyway. anyway.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, myself, it was the biggest loser (laughs) to to me because not anymore, obviously, but I was very angry with myself and internalizing that and not really expressing that with anyone because like literally when he moved out, my sister came to my room that like that night and was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. And she was concerned because she was like, but you did not cry like I was worried (laughs) that something was wrong with you now I did go in my room and cry later that night I cried myself to sleep but she didn't know that at the time um this was back when I was like not telling people like no I'm not okay
0: Mm -hmm. so what do you think the first like what kicked off maybe that healing journey for you
1: so the alcohol
0: and the sleeping with randos is not cutting it it's not helping it's not making me feel good about myself in my situation so i
1: you know we have to be dragged through the mud <laughs> right <laughs> and jumped on battered beaten and broken before we give up and decide that something doesn't work <laughs> um so i did slack off on my drinking um simply because like yeah it's not unhealthy and I I could just see myself getting to a point where I was like, "Mm, mm, this is not where we want to be. Yeah. So started making goals to be more present with McKinsey and and just not feeling the need to jump to alcohol at every hard day. Because honestly, back then at work, like work wasn't even really as stressful as it is now. Yeah. Um, So I think I was just coping. But I think going through those i don't want to say multiple sexual partners because it makes me sound like i was sleeping with john fred and and jack
0: <laughs> well i hate i hate for when we get to my side
1: of the story <laughs> okay well the several people that i was sleeping with so it that last time i'm really about to Ooh, okay guys i'm about to preface this it's a shared experience um you've done it and even if you haven't done it you're gonna be like she a damn fool that's fine we've all done it but anyway um my healing started when I drove what 50 miles from here for the dick okay um (laughs) my girl went on a quest for the dick okay in my defense it was good I ain't gonna lie he cooked it was a good meal but he was a trash human being. So I get there, we eat, hang out or whatever, have sex obviously. But before I left, he was like, hey, I've got something I've gotta go do early the next, this is gonna be funny because if he ever hears this, he gonna know that he's a trash ass human being. But anyway, um, he, before I left here, he was like, hey, I've gotta do something early in the morning so you're gonna have to go and I was like that's fine I got things to do tomorrow anyway which was true Mm -hmm. I did um so whatever we have sex I wake up the next morning firstly I did not sleep the entire night my spirit was bothered the entire night like if I could have gotten up at three in the morning and gone home I would have
0: I mean you could have
1: I could have but I was like I didn't want to be stuck on the side of the road some freak accident happened I was like I at least it'll be the daylight if something happens so Mm -hmm. I left that morning and I was like I was still bothered but I was also still in that space of like if we're gonna make this a regular thing we need to communicate about this blah 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 blah. um but I get home I was like hey I'm home firstly he did not even check He he never responded to the hey I'm home and I was like, oh, cool. Okay. So then I ended up checking his Facebook and he was asking Facebook about something. Mm-hmm. Basically after I left, he had other things to do, but it wasn't nothing that he had to get up and be up early in Perfect. the morning for him. Yeah. Um, so I was like, cool. Um, Jessica, your self-worth and self-respect is in, it is under the dumpster, my girl. <laughs> no, it was not. At the time it was, it had to have been because on no Al Gore's internet would I have ever done this today. So pause,
0: let me just insert my commentary. Um, Mm -hmm. Again, this is present day us speaking now that we have more self-awareness. Back then you were literally giving him the, he was meeting you with the same energy you were meeting him with. So you guys were equal partners in this effery this right. situation so it's interesting again that like we look back and we're looking at ourselves in such a negative way of like oh my god my self-worth was so low like I deserved better like yes we deserved better but at the time you also weren't putting out the energy that you deserved. like you where you, where you could have started was by not driving 50 miles right I mean <laughs> not saying that that's a bad thing because when we get to my story but again <laughs> I think you were really just
1: and how you- about me and then in the next breath say but then in my story we're, no, we're I bet, like more so in my story
0: the listeners will hear how we both were quote-unquote starting from the bottom no <laughs> of our journey but um yeah no I don't think I just I just want to like interject I love how I you think.
1: always I, I'm able to talk so passionately about this because I am healed and passive and and recognize that's you know, my story is what it is. Correct. Um, so that's why I sound very passionate. But yeah, I agree with what you're saying.
0: I'm only saying that because if we have listeners who maybe are kind of like still early on and mm-hmm. experiencing these exact things that like we went through, I want them to know that like, hey, you, you're worth every ounce of love and appreciation and respect but it does start with you actually believing that one and then two, right. um, you know, leading with that energy. If we, we're mirrors, right? We're all mirrors for one, one another. So For sure. Okay, continue. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so that's when I was like, yeah, we're not doing this again. Um, and I was still kind of um, tiptoeing the line between I want to do what I want, I, you know, this, I'm grown, we should be able to have these types of interactions and go on about our days, Um, but my other, I guess, higher self was like, my girl, it's time, like, we've reached the end of the line here, this, you are, like, you already know what you're, like, I knew what I was supposed to do, like, I knew it was time for me to sit with my pain, to sit with my hurt, to sit with, everything that I had gone through and to stop trying to fill Yeah, fill the void. A void. Yeah. Um so I want to say that's that's when it was and that was not until last April maybe. So not it's not even been a year, which saying it out loud blows my mind. So you so you're saying that you started this during
0: peak pandemic?
1: Yes. Okay which i mean i didn't have no choice but to <laughs> to be <laughs> but yeah. to be with it anyway yeah um which like now that i'm saying this and verbalizing this out loud now amazes me like who i was a year ago is <laughs> like she gone
0: well she's still and, here but i mean
1: she's still here but like it just blows yeah. my mind the progress that i've made in you know, loving myself and, and getting out of the headspace of, you are the victim, you mm-hmm. know, which, which I think is important because a lot of people put themselves in a box of, well, this happened to me. Okay. It did. Yeah. And it sucked. Correct. And
0: it's valid. Right. But it's also, you can look at it like, instead of saying like, you know, I went through this, this happened to me. It's like, why why do you think this happened to you right like why do you think you experienced this
1: yeah
0: um I think that's what kind of triggers that start of processing things right mm-hmm.
1: for sure um and so that's when I started talking to you more well this was also high of so we were talking every day um and I think just listening to your experiences and how you were coping with things, as far as using astrology and journaling, and just just being okay with it being messy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think us talking more and more each day, I was able to just slowly come to terms with myself. And even, well, yes, you played a huge role, probably bigger than you'll ever know. But with myself, just being at home at night like sitting with well what are we feeling today
0: yeah like being active in that reflection
1: yes Mm -hmm. and even taking the things that would trigger me throughout the day and trying to take a moment if I could to be like okay well why did this trigger me
0: Mm -hmm.
1: why do I feel so bothered by this and acknowledging like okay yeah that's you feel bothered because of xyz and let's Work, find a workaround in corporate lingo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think a big handle on that was was active self-awareness, but also in exposing myself to other ways of healing. So I know a lot of people will be like, just say a prayer, which I'm all for saying a prayer, but faith without works is dead. So- Thank you. I, I, I We won't go down the spiritual alleyway tonight but you know doing our natal charts listening to tarot videos being more in tune with the spiritual realm Mm -hmm. I was able to find peace and understanding in that Mm -hmm. um and then also just the self-reflection the self hey like where are we at well you know a self-checking if you yeah yeah I think that's what helped a lot. Um, And I think just actively trying to be a better person. Yeah. Um, Which probably
0: stemmed a lot from you finally acknowledging the guilt that you like put on yourself for Mm -hmm. the experiences that you had, right? Like you were disappointed in yourself, essentially. You were disappointed in the way that things didn't turn out how you planned, quote unquote, them to turn out. (laughs) Um, but basically like flipping around that, like, uh, what, what am I trying to say?
1: Okay. This happened. Not reframe
0: what? the narrative, I guess. Yeah. Reframe yeah. The
1: narrative. yeah. Um, and so we did, or I did, we, we worked on, okay. Yeah, this happened. Okay. But one, you got your daughter out of this mm-hmm. while, no, you did not intend on becoming a single parent you've got your daughter, and you're, one, able to provide for her, able to do for her, thankfully, by the grace of God, without any outside assistance, which, be proud of yourself for that girl, like, mm-hmm. you're able to do it, and you actively care what your child is doing, like, you're involved, you you know what's going on, you, you try to, so, yeah, I got her out of that, but also, you learned a lot, you learned a lot about yourself, you learned about what you don't want, what Mm-hmm. What doesn't work for you? You saw where you played a role in your relationship that you could have been better in. I mm-hmm. mean, obviously we ain't going back to change it now, but we could have done, we could have done better.
0: So. Right. Or just differently, not better.
1: Yeah. But, different.
0: And, and not and, even that, sorry, not even making things better or changing things, but knowing for future relationships, what yeah. not to do what to expect what your you know baseline for what you require from a partner what you can bring to the table as a partner like that type of stuff
1: yeah and i think once you get to the point um and i think this is still a progress journey but once you get to the point of self-love you just there's going to be a minimum that you Mm -hmm. expect and accept and you like you said, you attract the energy that you're reflecting at this Mm -hmm. point in time. So I think I just got to the point where, one, I had other things going on in my life. And so I was like, a partner is out the question. Mm -hmm. Um, Listening to the feedback from my friends and family. So if ever I was in an argument with, well, we don't really get arguments, but if ever we disagreed, or if ever you quote unquote read me for filth, (laughs) I took (laughs) heed to that instead of being defensive about it. Even if I was defensive in the moment, um, to what you or what my sister was saying or whoever, and was like, okay, obviously they're saying these things because of whatever. Yeah. Um, and so trying to work on not being so reactive
0: mm-hmm. and,
1: and listening to what they're saying and taking, taking it into account and um, taking stock of how that affects people.
0: I'm glad you brought that up because I think something, I think that's important for like everyone to kind of realize, like the reason why we get reactive is because we don't want to hear the truth, right? Like we, in that moment, you didn't think it was the truth, right? But your higher self now, your more self-aware self now, your healed self now knows back then that like, it was the truth and your ego was blocking that out because you still hadn't processed that like, this is my truth and the people I love are only- Reiterating that truth to me, but I'm not ready to hear that, and so instead of
1: be gone with that bitch. <laughs> correct.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I don't want to hear that shit. Like I don't. know Whatever. Yes, we yeah. get defensive, we shut down, or we shut people out, and all of that. Mm-hmm. So I do like that you brought that up because I think it's important for people to realize, like, if you're at that point in your like healing and situations and stuff like that, like it's normal, but kind of first think about like are the people that are telling you this like people you actually like
1: respect trust like, right value yeah that plays a, a big part right yeah.
0: and if so remember that they only want the best for you right so don't there's a there's a fine line between like someone just telling you about your life and situation especially when their situations don't reflect the advice they're giving you but that's a whole <laughs> other there <laughs> that's a whole other story for another podcast episode but yeah I, I thank you for bringing that up because that sparked that little, little thought for me
1: yeah I think I think well I won't speak for everyone else but I I, from experience from friends talking to them I feel like that's maybe where people get hung up in their development or in their Mm -hmm. healing is they can't get past that ego of hey this person's telling me this because they love and care about me but I also think as that person that's coming to them or that's talking to them you Mm -hmm. have to be able to approach it in the right way for them Mm -hmm. to hear you otherwise it's just bullshit
0: Yeah. I guess looking back, what do you think would be, where do you think really was the point in your marriage that you should have been like, hey, this is not like, like actually seeing the red flags, right? Like, and acknowledging them and like not being afraid to leave the situation because you invested time, which is probably an experience that a lot of us can't -hmm. like deal with because we don't want to leave. We think there's nothing better out there. Yeah. Yeah what was that for you
1: in my marriage? Because,
0: because I have a, I have my own personal thought on that, but I wanted to just maybe ask and see Oh, if, for me. Yeah. I wanted to see if you had something readily available.
1: It's hard to verbalize. No, not verbalize, but articulate, articulate it, yeah. because back then those weren't red flags to me. Yes. Um, but for me, I I'll say this, here's my piece of advice or my take on it since we were together because we were so young and because both of my parents were divorced at the time i don't know how big of a role that played but we were very young i was very rebellious Um, because at the time of our relationship we were three years apart so i was 15 he was 18 and my parents were like eh, no so of course at 15 you like uh, yes yeah um and so we just we continue to have a relationship despite them not wanting that
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I think I think being so young and feeling like you've found a home in this other person I, I don't want to say predatory because three years 15 is it's, it's a lot but it's it's not and I didn't I don't feel like I was a, a victim men are already less developed <laughs> <laughs> he was probably 13 and I was 15 <laughs> mentally um, but I think my biggest piece of advice is to analyze your relationships that you have had, or at least analyze your intimate relationships that you've had from a young age simply because you're not that same person anymore. And yes, people do grow together, but look at your peers. What are your peers doing? How are your peers progressing? How are they, you know, what are their experiences? Um because I feel like if I had had, I don't know, yeah. just like a different. If you if you were surrounded by
0: different yeah. relationship dynamics,
1: yeah, and different perspectives, I wouldn't have felt so. Well, this is this is my boyfriend, and we've known each other for forever, and you basically you know,
0: didn't see that there was more out there, right?
1: Right, sheltered, I guess. Because really,
0: be especially when we got to college, like you were the only one really in a relationship until I got in one, and that was you know what it was but you were it's funny because i'm gonna just say this one little comment and then i'll I'll circle back to (laughs) what i think was Mm -hmm. the the catalyst that you or the red flag you should have paid attention to back then um in college i feel like you amongst your peers aka me and like our other friend group Mm -hmm. was you had this like quote-unquote healthy good like you you were like that couple like you had everything that we wanted in college well it felt healthy
1: back then well you know I I I don't think think it wasn't right portions of it were correct
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: um yeah what I won't do is shit on my the entirety of my relationship with this man. and while yes it ended terribly and to this day I speak to him only because we have a child together yeah the first at least nine ten years of our relationship they were very good and he taught me a lot and i learned a lot about myself but yeah sometimes it's just not meant to be so
0: so what my piece on it was going to be that the way i think you myself and just you know other listeners can can kind of um view their situation is by remembering like what are your values right like what is important to you just exclusive of a person just for you what is important mm-hmm. to you and for me as your best friend what i've come to realize about you is family is very important to you like your family is like the center of everything that you do like it revolves around you guys like being just together which i think is so great and to f- to see that you had a partner who wasn't always involved in those family events and outings and stuff like that. Like that now I think was the red flag that you should have paid. Girl. (laughs) (laughs) You ain't (laughs) lying. (laughs) Because I feel like and you know, like I'm not saying back then you didn't real like you didn't think that your family was important, but I think you're you see now how valuable that was for you because you created a family with this man and he didn't meet the expectations of being a family with you. Like with you for your child, you know, and Mm It put a strain, I think, between, not a strain, but, you know, it caused some little stripes here and there with your with your family because they would be like, where's your partner? I'm saying this too, because this is something I dealt with. Um, no, but it,
1: I don't know if it's like, I, like I recognize it in the moment. Yeah. But I, I think because I've been so, or I grew up, so I'm gonna do what I wanna do whether you come in along or not kind of person yeah um I chalked it up to that but I mean I think which is fine
0: like I think it's okay to like do separate family things but it was just no it was it was a lot like correct like major holidays major holidays yeah um
1: yeah now some of those he was working but there were a lot of things that we did as a family that he didn't participate in. And I think a lot of that stemmed from my parents not wanting us to be together from a young age Yeah, on his behalf. But by the time we were together and like living with each other, like you can let that die because you're here, we're living together now. So they obviously want you to be involved.
0: So. Yeah, And there's a difference between, I think, going to bat for your partner against your family to a certain extent, like if it would be different if you had the self-awareness that you have now. And this person oh, was yeah. like actually meeting you halfway. And like, you guys were actually like a healthy unit for your child and all of that. Like, yeah, cool family. You're, you're welcome to your opinions like that, but like, we know what we have, but mm-hmm. I, I think you can agree with me looking back now, like what you had in that aspect probably wasn't like, I don't think you're ever going to tolerate that type of dynamic. ever So
1: hey. <laughs> No, um, I. that's really funny. It's not funny, but it's yeah. very interesting because this Christmas or Thanksgiving, I think um, it was Thanksgiving, I spent it at my mom's house, which we normally spend with my extended family every mm-hmm. year mm-hmm. Um, in a small town in Mississippi where you get no service. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously with the uh, parable, we can't do that or we couldn't <laughs> do that. So we spent it at my mom's and I just remember like being with her the night before Thanksgiving and cooking and just kind of like having wine and walking around Mm -hmm. the kitchen and hanging out with Kinsey and then waking up the next morning preparing um, food and stuff. And I just was like, wow, like I really hope my next partner, I I want my next partner to be a part of this. Like this is Mm -hmm. like when I come home, like this is my, like the the, the feel good sensation, the Oxy, toson (laughs) um and so i i that's what i said that's like my next partner is going to have to be down with family things because we're gonna be at somebody else having a good time
0: right (laughs) i love that um
1: very interesting that you said that thank you
0: you're welcome that's what i'm here for um i think this is probably a good time to take a quick little break okay so we're back um i I just want to say, I really appreciate you sharing because for me as your best friend, I forget all of that stuff that happened. So yeah. you've like really just kind of surfaced a lot of feelings and memories for me. Um, but also like acknowledging like, dang, yeah, my best friend really has come a long ass way from that time I in your think life. I
1: I always forget like, while you were not in this, you were in it. Correct. And so- <laughs> You have, like, you have a whole, your story on my story is completely different than what I lived through, which, I don't know, it's crazy how relationships work, and you hear what I'm saying? I think
0: that's a like, perfect your segue for me. F- for my narrative, actually. Yes. Because kind of going back to the structure, right, of <laughs> structure. how we started talking about, like, oh, what prompted our, like, healing after mm-hmm. our quote-unquote failed relationships yeah um I think it's okay to say that like I went through my healing before you did or I was more I think active, it's to say. yeah um which is how I think I was able to help you as you mentioned earlier like being there for you and giving you different perspectives and tools and stuff like that because I was just kind of like in that deep at that moment in time mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so for me, it was like after, <sighs> I mean, I guess we'll talk about that on another episode, but the main reason why my relationship ended is because I found out that my ex of seven years was basically cheating on me for God knows how long, but mm-hmm. it was long enough to know that I was not the only one in that relationship <laughs> mm. <laughs> and residing at a place that we looked at together and plan to live in together and all of that stuff right so
1: oh that's right
0: correct so anywho um I I did make a note earlier because you also mentioned that like what started like your feelings was anger right Mm -hmm. and you're like you know it's really important to feel that I did not feel that like I skipped that
1: I don't think you got to anger until recently
0: 2020 bro like (laughs) (laughs) what I want to say is this is, this is kind of what prompted my healing is because I, I couldn't figure out what I was supposed to feel. And I say that because this is where you and I are opposite. For me, I'm all about like, take the high road, like, you know, just, <laughs> just be the better person, be the bigger person. So I assigned this like responsibility for some fucking odd reason to not react, not be angry, and just hurry up and get past it and like, move on with my life. Right. Like, which I think looking back really kind of effed me over because like you said, like it comes back later and it resurfaced later during, you know, the, the peak pandemic time. Right. Right. So for me, it was like, okay, I skipped anger. I was in denial and, yeah. um, you know, my, my coping was throw myself into work, which kind of worked out perfectly. Cause the, the time that I, that all that happened work was basically a shit show. And Mm -hmm. I was like, great. I'm going to put all my days and nights into work and like, not think about my failed relationship. Um, you know, I too probably was a functioning alcoholic. Um, and, uh, that was not, not my proudest moment. Um, I think I really was just like, this is not my life. Like, this can't be happening. All this time I spent with this person, you know, how did this happen? How did I not see it? I think it was more shame, right? I think it was denial and shame that I was feeling. Shameful because that was really the tone of our relationship looking back now. I spent a lot of time living in shame with that person. I spent a lot of time masking what was going on in that relationship like amongst you guys as my friends amongst Mm -hmm. my family like I it was just unhealthy it was very unhealthy I to this day I'm gonna this is the to me this is the one bad thing I feel like I will say about my ex is like I really think that he is a true narcissist like I I just think that's who he is
1: (laughs) we all think that's (laughs) this
0: But again, it's like, it's so, I don't know why, well, I do know why now today, why it was so hard for me to like, use those type of words, use that language, like see him in that light is because I'm a people pleaser. I'm like, I, that is what I'm currently working through is like not trying to people, please not trying to suppress my own feelings and mm-hmm. in, in the midst of like, not trying to create like a bad reputation about somebody like i think i made this comment to you and i was like why am i so worried about how he's perceived to others versus like my own experience of all of this like all right again looking back now it was it needed to happen because it it prompted me to realize that like you're living your life for everyone but yourself um you put your partner and his goals and his dreams before you you actually you know, the, the relationship prior to him, I changed my degree in college because I was trying to hurry up and rush and get out of school. Really? So Anywho, uh, <laughs> offline conversation, <News> to me. <laughs> but it's like, you know, I, I've spent all this time. I think for me, like my relationships, and I don't know if this is from like being a child of divorce and like, like how you said earlier, like not having those relationships around us that kind of showcase in in
1: there yeah
0: right you know I'm not gonna say my my relationships around me aren't healthy but like at that time that's not how I was viewing things um and so yeah I think 20 June 2018 is when it all happened um and for those six months I spent throwing myself into work being in denial drinking partying I lost so much weight um
1: you were skeletal I
0: was I was like unhealthy.
1: Yeah, skeletal.
0: I look back at my photo albums and I was like, oh my God, like it, it was bad. But so again, I'm saying all this all of this because like if you have friends who, who you might see as like in toxic relationships or whatever, like these are the things to look out for or just pay attention to. Um, but also I made a note because earlier you were like, yeah, my family and stuff told me you know leave him and this and that and it's like mm-hmm. yes same my family was anti him all the way yeah. <laughs> the moment that he did not make time to be around my family the moment that like like I didn't meet this man's mama this is embarrassing AF but I'm gonna just say it because I want y'all to know
1: that I mean, if you're in the same I situation drove 50 miles for the beat you know no, no, no.
0: <laughs> if you're with a person and they don't let you meet their parents until year four five that's problematic also i realized sidebar i either date men who take me to meet their families one month into immediately immediately (laughs) or i date men who pretend that i don't exist to their family so
1: i don't know what that's about but
0: okay but anywho like i looking back now realize like that's a red flag monique also, look at the relationship that he had with his family. How did you think that he was going to be able to, you know,
1: incorporate
0: incorporate you into any of that? Did you think that he was really going to be involved in yours? And also, I think, was a big red flag for me looking back now, too, is it really put a wedge between my relationship with my parents. And, you know, they... They they said everything that I now agree with, but it was really hard because mm. I was in that space of shame and denial. And I I wasn't angry at anybody. Like if anything, I think I was projecting my anger onto my parents, which was effed up, you know, looking back now. And we've moved past that. We for, we've, we've all healed and grown from that, but <laughs> yeah. So that's just some of the like, you know, backstory on that. But-
1: Did we ever get to the moment you realized like-
0: Yeah, so the moment I think I realized- I needed to, maybe <laughs> we can't we can't keep living like this. So, in the midst of me feeling shameful, what's interesting is back then I think you and I, we both were going through our situations kind of at the same time. I was gonna say
1: these things were happening concurrently, guys. Correct,
0: <laughs> correct. And I think, I think at that time, my two friends at work really were more of my sounding board for me. No shade to you, but yeah. those two were really who I felt safer being messy in front of because they saw me on a daily basis, right? Like your work wives, your work friends, your work husbands, like they're on a whole yeah. different level because, you know, whatever. And
1: then I think while you played a huge role in my healing, this was also after two huge fights, which we can Correct. We'll talk discuss about that. on another day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it makes sense. I'm so, not offended at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I was going to say also, too, I think what, um, like, why I kind of leaned more to, like, opening up to them and kind of putting all of that out there is because at the time, too, you were not accepting of your situation and so instead of you acknowledging what's going on with you I think you were more judgmental towards me and what what I was doing like I ain't trying to fix my shit but let me tell you how you need to fix your shit (laughs) how you ain't living your life right and if anything it was like that that added so much guilt on me because I just felt like you you It's just weird like being your best friend one thing i love about you is you you do have like very high standards for everything in your life but also too you put a lot i I personally felt like you put a lot of expectations on me as your friend and like you deserve better like bitch i know but we're not there yet right you know what i mean yeah (laughs) i think that came to play when i think it was during mardi gras right like something happened during mardi gras or no it was like during yeah whatever, a big fight happened because I basically got on you of like, let me just be fucking messy. Let me just fuck up. Let me just cope how I'm going to cope. Like, bitch, how are you going to tell me how to cope? And you ain't even coping, you know, at least I am trying. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So it was like that dynamic of, you know, it was just, it was just weird, but it was helpful too. And I think I remember telling you, I will stop doing all of my quote unquote toxic coping mechanisms when it affects my job. Right. So what ended up happening is something happened and it affected my job. And one thing about me to know as well is like, I love my job. I love my work. I love my professional life. So if anything ever tampers with that, that's when I'm the hardest on myself because like, that's just so innately part of me. Like my, I'm not gonna say I assign my worth to my professional life, but my professional life is my it's where I put a lot of my passion into because I I don't I mean, know. Like you I just spend the majority about... of your
1: life in your work life in well, professional no, world. I think not I... you, I mean as as adults. Like we spent like if you have well, a professional job, you spend a big chunk of your time. You spend five days a week there.
0: No, I agree. And no, I think I think what I'm trying to say is I actually feel like my work matters. Like there's a difference between like people just go to work, right? For a job. But yeah, 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 yeah. This was my career. Like, this is when I realized like this is going to F up my, my future kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like I had a lot of good stuff going for me. And I was like, wait a minute, like I'm over here feeling sad over a boy valid. Cool. But like, when are we going to take part in like moving on from this healing from this? And so
1: yeah.
0: I say all that to say, it was that, that prompted me to be like, okay, instead of this is happening to me, what was me? I'm losing my keys. Every, every, every which way I turn my <laughs> my, my freaking head. Um, what is this trying to teach me? And basically it was like, hey, we we gotta change. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta feel this. We gotta process this. We gotta realize that like this just person wasn't down. good for you. Yeah. You need to start living your life for you. Like you gotta start mending your relationships around you. You gotta start taking better care of yourself. You gotta start basically just rebuilding yourself because you let this person in this relationship in these toxic patterns tear you down to a shell of yourself and that's where that shame kind of really clouded like that 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 rain cloud was just over me I was like wow I feel so disgusting and like unworthy of love and you know I it it was just a mess Um, but what's interesting too that I made a note about is how we said everyone around us I was like, oh, you should leave this person. You were probably the only person that never, in all of seven years of my relationship, ever said to me, "You guys should break up," or like, "Do you think this is your person?" Which is very interesting.
1: So <laughs> <laughs> it's very interesting because I made this note as well um, when you were talking about how you were masking your feelings to be with this person, and you know, just agreeing to be with them out of sheer love and not realizing like everything that around you was toxic Mm -hmm. and you were saying like you know we were hiding and and hiding behind it was smoke and mirrors basically correct yes um but it wasn't to everyone around you correct and so (laughs) and i don't know like i don't think i ever brought it up to you because one no one had ever come to me with like some hard evidence that i could be like hey like so just, and I'm one of those people I'm not getting involved unless you have proof see I disagree well I back now then, correct back then. yeah 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 so back then we were young and I was like if if y'all don't have proof like don't even bring it to me like I can't take you at your word so unless you came to me with hard evidence I wasn't getting involved I didn't want to be the reason your relationship imploded and so since no one ever came I kept my comments to myself because I was like, I don't want to be responsible for being like, hey bitch, he really ain't that great. Um, there's lots of rumors going on. So I, I didn't want to be that person.
0: So let me just throw a theory out here, or just a, a thought <laughs> prompt, right? Is, are we really being legitimate friends that we claim that we are now like clearly back then I we weren't as close back then as we are now but I think it's helpful for listeners to to kind of think about that like I'm sorry today in this America if you (laughs) if if you have an inkling just how you were able to tell me that my future husband that I'm on and off with ain't shit and here's here's all the ways and here's all the red flags like (laughs) this is what your friends should be doing this is what the people that care about you should be doing because and again this is all a a lesson learned kind of thing but it's like especially after they've seen you at your fucking lowest you better be oh you know what I
1: also think it stems from that Cinco de Mayo let's not talk about that that's still a
0: fucking trigger for me I don't know why but I just
1: okay well after that situation I think that's when I made the vow like I'm never getting involved. Also, alcohol
0: was also involved every time. So let's just kind of keep that in mind.
1: But again. I'm just saying hindsight. Yeah, hindsight. Yeah for sure. A contributing factor to why I never was like, you need to leave him (laughs) alone. And here are all the reasons why. And but anyway, yeah. Getting back to, to your healing and and um So yeah, for story purposes
0: of this episode. I'll leave it at just kind of the context that I that I brought up because um, there's a lot, and I think there's a lot that kept me in this situation, which I don't think we'll have time to, to get into that because I, I'm pretty sure there might be some listeners who be like, for both of us, like how how the heck did y'all stay in this for so long, especially the people that know us, like how did y'all stay in this for so long now knowing like what actually happened, um, but the things that you guys don't know that happened, that shit runs deep, right? And that's shit Mm -hmm. that like, some of that I just processed last year. Some stuff came seeping up to the surface last year that like really broke my heart. Really, I I, like, I want to cry just thinking about it. Like it really, anyways, (laughs) so it's like, yes, I don't want people to feel like you should be hard on yourself if you're if you're in this type of situation where you you feel like this is not my person for me there's no, but this is like all I know this is whatever whatever because I get that I really do And I'm, I'm not trying to sit here and make anyone feel like judged I don't think either one of us are so I just want to kind of preface that um
1: yeah I, but, okay. I share that with you as well because I I remember the first conversation I was having with my mother about asking him to move out Mm-hmm. My biggest concern was was not even for myself at the time. It was for him. I was like, "How's he that?" He had already look? he had already gone through like a death in his family, which yeah. We'll we'll get there. Yeah. I take yeah. full responsibility for that, but um, I did not kill the person. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let's just say that. <laughs> Let me say that Let for the like, record. Quit, right. <laughs> there was a death in his family, but it was not my fault. Um. But I was more worried, like, his mental state. And I Correct. was concerned, like, man, like, if I tell him this, like, this really could crash his whole world, and he could decide, like, to end it all. And so that was a big concern. Um, I think that was one of the first hurdles to get over, to to be like, no, this isn't working.
0: Yeah. And I, I really, I really, again, like, I think as we do more episodes and stuff like that, like, this... We can talk more because this is just scratching the surface at this point. But in terms of healing.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say. So
0: what really kind of, aside from the feelings of shame, aside from getting that like reality check of like, this is affecting my my job. um, Back then, I still don't think I realized like I was people pleasing. I was more so worried about what people were going to think. I was more so worried about. People, I think I even had this conversation with you. I was like, how mm-hmm. like what I just got on social media, right? Like, this was another thing that was very toxic about my relationship. Like, I wasn't on social media for ages a long time. Because he was just controlling, she, she and I think I was so and then she was gone. <laughs> <laughs> wish you seen her. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen her?
1: <laughs> exactly. So,
0: I'm laughing about this now but like back then this shit was not healthy y'all like I and I'm not completely blaming him but this is how much I was not like in tune with my self-worth that I allowed this situation to kind of like skew my perception of what was really my reality like I wasn't on social media because I was fearful of like getting in fights with him about it and like he was so good at gaslighting me like why didn't he be on social media blah 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 I wasn't on social media like he didn't want me on social media because he didn't want me to find out I was just channels, say, right? knew
1: he was on social media correct
0: everything that he quote-unquote would get in a fight with me about was shit that he was doing and this is when I say like this is where the shame sit sat really heavy on me because it was hard for a while to be able to like say that like I I was I want to start crying like I was so naive and like just low vibrational (laughs) well
1: let me stop you there because even just now when we were talking about me me admitting how yeah uh how much shame I felt and how much like just self like pity and self you shouldn't have did this you wasted your time and blah 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 I want to say this is one of the first times or few times at the very least that I've actually articulated like that's what I was mad about. Like I ain't mad or I was mad at the relationship and I was more mad. It was Correct. me. Correct. Yeah.
0: And I think I think what kind of adds a little bit of that is like while I do think we both are past that part of all of this, it is hard to talk about it on this type of platform, but I again I think, think it's, it's important, correct? Um, because for me, there was no one around me going through this that I knew of. Yeah, and I think that's what's really important is to know. This is me making a note from earlier that you were talking about the hurt app. You need to find your community because it's, it, it it's. It's, it's a safe space. It's a safe space. Thank oof, Gosh, <laughs> it's a safe space. Um, and I think at that time, because you hadn't reached that point of like, I don't know, you're feeling that's the feels. Shit. Yeah. Correct. I really kind of felt like I didn't have anyone around me that knew how I felt. So that is why, that's how I actually got really close with my coworkers, because one of them actually had a similar situation not to the extent that I had, but like she had toxic relationships and she was very open with it with me to where I felt comfortable being open. And then Mm. I also felt non-judged. And so that helped me open up slowly, start looking at my situation more. Like, and so I think it's really important to try to find that community. I don't know how, I guess you just have to be vulnerable or.
1: Yeah. I was just going to, just gonna say that it comes with being vulnerable because I think even in my mess you didn't get a third of what you get now yeah when it was going on because I was choosing not to but and I think even in friend groups like even as close as we are today I think if you don't allow yourself to be vulnerable with these people you're never gonna make a connection that or it's, it's gonna be hard to make a connection that sits with you and that's gonna help you get through yeah. whatever mess you're in. And I think one, I think the argument we had allowed us to get there, but um, I, I implore people to be more vulnerable with their friends. Yeah. Um, and then for though, for those that are receiving the vulnerability <clears throat> to approach it with grace,
0: Yeah. Because that's how you build trust. I open up, you receive it positively. You open up, I receive it positively. And it's just this back and forth space of us being open, us not being judgmental, us holding space for each other, us trying to help each other navigate those thoughts and feelings, or even just sitting with, sitting with you. Like sometimes I feel like as much as I help you, there are times when I, I personally, this is me personally feeling like I don't give you enough support. So I'm just like, cause I don't wanna always be like, I'm so sorry that this is happening. Like one of my friends texted me yesterday and she told me she had a death in the family. You know, I don't deal with death well at all. Like I just pff, shut down. So yeah. I was like, okay, I, I wanna be here for this person but I also don't wanna respond in a way that's like cold and just like robotic. Yeah. But I'm just like, I don't, I was honest. Like, I don't know how to deal with death but I'm here for you. I, I know this is not easy for you. How can I help kind of thing. Um, but yeah, like that's just
1: I think it all comes down to effective communication. Ah great point. like as we're as we're talking about it, it it all stems from effective communication because even if you're going into being vulnerable with someone, mm-hmm. you can preface whatever you're about to say with the energy that you are seeking. So if I, start telling you about this new person I met mm-hmm. and I preface it with, Hey, I'm telling you this because I want you to be happy for me. And you don't have to say it yes. as blatantly as this, but if you express enough, like we ain't here to point out red flags, I want to be excited. Yeah. <laughs> you can do that in a way that lets your friend know like, Hey, um, my, my job right now is to listen and to hit a yeah, bitch. I'm Ooh. glad you brought that
0: up because one of the situations I think that really was like a breakthrough for us kind of like allowing each other, you more so allowing me to be messy. It was when I basically called you out of like, look, I really feel like you judge me. I really feel like I can't come to you. I think I use those exact words. I was like, I feel like I cannot come to you and be messy. And yeah, you I know you were hurt when I said that, but I was just like, it sucks. And I think that like, while it hurt in the moment I think that really is what kind of like helped us because it it allowed you to be like well shit like she calling me out like am I really you know
1: yeah and
0: that was really hard for me to fucking tell you like not now I'm I'm gonna drag your ass now (laughs) we know (laughs) (laughs) but back then I was so worried I was like how do I tell her this I mean again this is me people pleasing I'm worried about how my best friend is going to react to me feeling the feelings that are valid
1: (laughs) yeah I mean yeah they were valid I, I I won't say because I had already lost a relationship I wasn't looking to lose another but I think that along in the back of my mind I did not want to lose two relationships, but I also wanted, this was also at a time where I was making more of an effort to look at my own actions and reflect upon them. And then, you know, while, yeah, I was butthurt, I got to the point like, okay, she's right. Like, she's absolutely right. I have not been a friend at all. Um, And so, you know, we made up, we changed our behaviors and look at us. Look at us.
0: So do you think it's safe to say that part of what started our journey was actually (laughs) wait let me backtrack it's funny because the relationships we were clinging so tightly to your friendship with like us is is more valuable than I think that those seven years were with this person. I mean, those seven years with that person really did teach me a lot about myself and what I absolutely will not tolerate from a man or partner (laughs) in the future. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm not, again, this is not me trying to be a victim. This is me appreciating as dark and sad and traumatic as that experience was. I appreciate it happening to me and I needed it to happen to me because it broke me down in so many different ways that brought us here which is kind of what you you know what this episode was about like how did we get here um it's so funny because I just feel like we always circle back to like I love my best friend
1: (laughs) I mean I think that's good I know with each other (laughs) I know
0: so I do want to also say just because I asked you this for your um you know your narrative but for me the the big red flag would have been how much I covered up for him, how much I would make excuses for him. Like, oof, y'all ended up being the relationships that were not the most valued in our life. Like, we, like how you said, like, you didn't want to lose another relationship. Yeah,
1: my girl had <laughs> excuses for days.
0: Bro, I was in so much denial and then defensive about it, too. Yeah. Ooh, you didn't tell me anything about nothing. This nothing that's why
1: i I know but are you done i want you to finish your thought oh
0: so it was that it was the wedge it put between me and my family and you you mentioned the word earlier rebel i think i wanted to prove so much to myself and to everyone around me that like what y'all are saying is not the truth i'm gonna show you i'm gonna prove i'm gonna prove y'all wrong again just being in denial and being Mm -hmm. and I will say too I want people you know listeners to understand like again you're not quote-unquote stupid or dumb for for being in these situations like it just really takes someone a little bit more self-aware to point these things out to you because like dating a narcissist is some real serious stuff and it's traumatic it's very traumatic like I still to this day
1: I don't think people give it enough credit for I mean not credit but I don't think people acknowledge how traumatic it can be
0: well, what's interesting is I just kind of came to that acceptance that I dated a narcissist, right? I was just like, oh, it was just a bad relationship. No, this man was a full-blown narcissist. Yeah, and yeah. I, it, it's affected a lot of my relationships after that. It effect, it just affected a lot of, of aspects of my life that I'm working through now with like different methods of coping and therapy and all of that. But yeah, those are my two big red flags. Um, do
1: you want to know mine? Yeah, I do. Um, so my first red flag is going to be that you were not on social media in college, bro. So I obviously knew you pre this person. Correct. Um, and I knew how you were in relationships pre this person, Correct. very PDA, very, not, not necessarily affected, but public. very, very public. Yes. Um, and when we went from night to day or from day day to night basically yeah. I was like okay I don't think so it was that um but it was also when we took that trip to Atlanta like in our adult life so like from our college <laughs> <laughs> from our college days to our adult days when we took that trip to Atlanta and we the first day I got there the energy was just fresh weird sketch for me um for you and and as friends right yeah like for how y'all were interacting because I was like I don't think we had hung out as a couple group yeah no (laughs) and like a very not since college very long time and this trip is coming three four years after we've graduated
0: it's also good to know that this was supposed to be a surprise trip right like you surprised me and him on this trip
1: right so um I, I think the energy being off and then also this was new year's eve <sighs> week weekend whatever day it was and me so it was three couples to so mm-hmm. me and my other friend and her then mm-hmm. boyfriend were going out for the night we were like pumped ready to go and Monique and her ex <laughs> were just like nah and I was like bitch we came all the way out here to do this correct um and his energy was just it was that controlling withdrawn yeah I don't want to do this I don't want to do this
0: so then I had to I had to mask and like make excuses right I'm glad you brought that up because yes social media
1: and I I was hurting for you on that trip because I was like I know she wanted to come out I I know it
0: yeah I was I think I made an excuse of like I'm not feeling good I'm sick right or some bullshit like that yeah it was bullshit um, but you bringing that up reminded me that I, I I recall back now, I mean, most of this is deleted in my camera roll, but like when I had all of this in my camera roll, I went back and I was like, literally every, almost every birthday and like holiday was a bad experience with me and his, this person because he would find a way to basically either not celebrate with me, come to find out it was because he was actually fucking over me with someone else at the time right mm-hmm. but like in in comparing time stamps and all of that with the person he cheated on me with he would he missed my birthday one year because he was doing something with this person or he missed our like anniversary one year because he was doing something for valentine's day with this girl like it was that type of shit oh, so wow. it was like again this is where that shame comes into play of like I look back now of like it, that was outside of my control but I could have been more active in that by just being more, I mean, I didn't know myself, right? I, yeah. I, I jumped from one relationship that ended not terribly, but bad enough mm-hmm. um, to this relationship where I didn't give myself enough time to be like, one, let's just do us, right? Yeah. Especially in college, like, you know, being in a sorority and like, you That's know. That's the biggest enjoyment. thing. I'm mean, like,
1: damn, we was cheated. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Correct. <laughs> like, there were so many things. That, I mean, I still got, I feel like we still got a good enough experience. No, yeah, I agree. But. You know, college is supposed to be like those fun years. And it's like, you're supposed to be making memories. And it's like, I was making memories, all right. Yeah. Dramatic ones. <laughs> um, but
1: we've grown so much from them.
0: But yeah, look at us now. Um, I mean, that's just, yeah, again, back to like that scratching the surface, but.
1: Yeah. I think I'll leave them, I'll leave our listeners. <laughs> I'll leave our listeners with my advice on coming out yeah. of ex- out of an extensive relationship. I hate to keep using this phrase, but understand it's okay to be messy and to go through those seven stages of grief because while the person didn't die, hopefully. Um, They're dead to me. You're grieving the end of a relationship. You're, you're grieving the death of a relationship and you have mm-hmm. to allow yourself to go through those motions, to feel them, to acknowledge them. And then also, like we said, like in those moments, we didn't know that that's what we were going through that that's Correct. what we were processing we just were in them we were just shameful we were just yeah shitting on ourselves basically yeah. so allow yourself the time to get there and know that it doesn't happen overnight
0: yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna piggyback off that like this sounds so much easier said than done because y'all i <laughs> so much. i promise you back in that time one i didn't go through them seven stages right like i feel like i hopped around out of order you know, two years later, I'm just now getting to the first one, kind of, thing. <laughs> um, like, there's no timeline for it, you know, be be easy on yourself, give yourself some grace, know that, like, it's okay to go back and forth, like, I think I went back and forth with my ex probably for seven months before I realized, like, nah, this is not what's, what's best for you, um, but I was able to say, nah, this is not what's best for you, because in that interim, I also was putting myself out there, them rebounds but I'm gonna call them rebounds because like that's I guess the they were rebounds. it but they were yeah, n- they were they, more
1: they were rebounds in ways that which the public will understand
0: <laughs> correct to me I'm gonna frame it as they were ways of me putting myself out there to a new experience that I never wasn't because like seven years I was faithful all seven of those so to sleep with the same person for seven years and then end an extensive relationship and then be like whoa wait how do i do this i didn't even know what a one-night stand consisted of looked like there are other dicks, <laughs> <laughs> bro yeah it's the audacity of me being loyal for seven years <laughs> how dare you how dare me um but yeah my advice would be that and to also find someone that you can open up to and if you can't find that person it's it's hard for me to give advice now because I feel like I'm, I'm trying to think of this from like I don't I didn't have my best friend, I didn't have my coworkers, but I think I don't know. I, I I think that's when you have to challenge yourself to be vulnerable or to just open up.
1: Not only that, but I also think for those situations in which you feel like you have no one, you probably do. You just need Good to open point. yourself up to those. So like in your case, so maybe you're with a narcissist and they push all your friends away I think your first step in being vulnerable with someone else is extending that olive branch like hey Correct. I understand that my relationship could have wedge between our relationship and I would like to make amends or move forward yes. I mean it just depends but yeah. I think I That's think there are point. ways um I you just have to work your way out of the victim mindset to get there
0: yeah I like that so with all of that said bestie do you want to end this episode off with our love notes
1: um so my love note to you this week is um i appreciate how quick you are these days to turn to reframe the narrative on things um so even earlier in this conversation when i was like you know i wasn't shit, my self-worth was in the triad you were quick to be like okay wait a minute like because when you're worked up and you're and you're in it like you you can't see past it I guess mm-hmm. and I, I appreciate that you always are like hey okay now let's take a beat this like yes valid that you were doing all these things but also acknowledge that this is why
0: okay I love that you brought that up because it's actually something I've been actively working on um and I hope I can talk about this in future episodes, but it's part of kind of one of my, my dreams for 2021. Um, I feel like I'm a really good listener. I feel like I'm a really good sense of calm in a crisis. Mm-hmm. And so I especially try to like apply that to myself because, you know, I think there were moments in this episode where I kind of was negative on myself and you you caught me, right? But like, I try to to, to always catch myself um, because I think I spent so much time f- feeling so negative on myself. Yeah. So it's really easy for me to spot when other people are doing it because I'm always viewing them in like your the best ways. Yeah. Correct. Um, so thank you for pointing that out. You're welcome. This might be bad to say, but I don't have like a love note prepared, but I wrote one down okay. from the last episode. <laughs> well, I have one, but I don't think it's like, it doesn't have like enough, like.
1: Let me count the ways in which I love you. One, two, three, four, five. I'm done. It's all the got. <laughs>
0: I don't think it has like to follow yours like meh. um that's
1: okay I don't think every week
0: they have to be okay yeah yes let's 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 start there so my love note to you would be you know that this week has been and even last week when I had to cancel my date right
1: yeah I Girl, literally said that, I, was like... I literally
0: canceled my date told my best friend, I canceled my date and then went into complete isolation over the weekend and <laughs> slept. I put my phone on Do Not Disturb. Like, I didn't talk to anybody. You know, the group chat was popping. I was like double tapping. That's about as much engagement yeah. that came from me. Um, I think there was a day when we didn't even talk. I don't even think we did our normal good morning
1: texts. Like, yeah, there were, uh, there might have been a couple of days. Like, yeah. I don't think I talked to you at all on, on Sunday. Correct. Which, <laughs> most people don't but <laughs> for us
0: um it was really like just a complete 180 but I appreciate and it's funny because we always say this but like I appreciate that you one know that's nothing to do with you like you're you know me enough to be like my best friend is doing her best friend shit where she just goes into like complete mm-hmm. fall off the face of the earth like my Instagram is disabled and everything I was gonna say once you
1: went off a of, once you disabled on Instagram I was like oh okay She's sometimes I just herself. disappear
0: and like that's just a part of me and like you know I I love that you allow me to be that way because I feel like some people would see that as like I'm not there for them but like you know that like you know how much I'm there for you and everyone around me that like this is me actually finally being there for myself it just happens to be in such a uh, dramatic way that I do it (laughs) Um, so I I think
1: you think it's dramatic it's really not
0: Again, this is me always thinking about how everyone's gonna react to my actions, right? Oh <laughs> my god. But yes, I love you for just understanding my, my methods and my madness.
1: I think we go through our own shit and I actually was like, Yeah, I'm glad she's taking some time to and recenter. So yeah. Thank you. Thank and you. And you're, welcome. you're welcome. All right, is that it? I feel like we've been talking for yeah, I think this is a really
0: good episode. Um, if you made it this far in the episode, we appreciate it. Feel free to follow us on social media, Instagram at Pretty Messy Podcast. And also um, feel free to email us any questions. Um, I don't know, fan mail. Are, are we at the point where you have fan mail yet? I don't know. but I don't know if we have fan mail yet. Um, you can email us at prettymessypod at gmail.com.
1: And if you like what you heard today, please be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We would certainly appreciate it.
0: Yes. Shout out (laughs) to those people that have left the review. I don't know if you saw, but like there are maybe two or three reviews on there now. Oh, I'm going to have to go look. I've only seen that first one. Yeah.
1: I was like, oh my gosh. Yay.
0: Okay, guys. Until the next episode.
1: Thank you for listening to the Pretty Messy Podcast.